Hey guys, welcome to the Elevate Podcast. I'm Axel York. I'm Eric Corbridge. Hey guys, a uh, few purposes to the show, okay? Um, a couple things as far as elevating your skill set, uh, helping you develop uh, skills that you need, uh, practical skills that you'll use in the field and in training and developing your team. Uh, we'll talk a lot about personal development, growth, having the right mindset, really taking you to the next level in sales, in life, and in your career here at V3. Guys, make sure to check back regularly to stay up to date, get some insider tips, learn what it takes to really get to the next level, and stay elevated. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Elevate Podcast. Here again with Alec Nethercott. Welcome to the show. What is up? How's it going? Axel, you got such a great voice for radio. Hey, thanks. How am I supposed to how am I supposed to talk when you've got like the perfect you're, radio? You're gonna voice? bring the fire content. Okay. I'm just I'm gonna pull it out of you and yeah, <laughs> that, that's it. Awesome. No, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Good to be here. Um yeah, we we already, you know, dropped a couple couple great episodes. So excited to see um, what you have to say today. Uh, today we kind of want to center the the conversation around um, you know, building purpose around your your work. Um you know, bringing, really bringing passion to your, your career. Right. And uh, I've said this before. I don't even like the word job. You know, I prefer the word career cause job feels very, you know, just, this is the thing that I'm forced to do mm-hmm. in order to make a living. Um, whereas a career, uh, just intuitively, it feels like there's more purpose behind it. There's more of a passion, almost like, you know, this is, this is my calling, you know, mm-hmm. this is what, this is what I'm meant to do. Mm-hmm. And and so that's kind of where we want to take the conversation today. Um, yeah, ideally your career becomes more like creative play than it is what we traditionally know as work, quote unquote. Yeah. I think of, I think of uh, the years that I was, I think, you know, I was around eight to, 13 there was about a five-year period where my parents went through this phase where Mm -hmm. they threw away the television we had no tv in the house that's great and me and my little brother you know it we we were going nuts for the first couple weeks yes (laughs) i couldn't watch the simpsons right or whatever and we would just go outside and we would just play Mm -hmm. and we would be out there for hours and we got into this like routine of going and finding raw materials and we would just make stuff and right. we were just building, usually it was like scooter ramps and mm-hmm. skateboard ramps. Yeah. And we would just go out there and we would just build and we would be working and it was so good for us. And my, uh, my mom would call for lunchtime or for yeah. dinner time. Right. And then when it was time for bed and we just would not come in, we would, we would not eat. Yeah. We were so focused and we were working hard toward the, you know, building something, right. whatever we were interested in building. I remember we made like a rabbit cage for our rabbits. We made all sorts of weird stuff. That's great. But my point in telling that is that we forgot to eat. Mm -hmm. We were so involved in what we were doing because it was like, it was just creative play and it was fun and it was meaningful. And we, we didn't need money. We didn't need food. You know, we were just caught up in this. And ideally, you know, my hope for everybody that works at V3 is that they can find meaning in their work and that working here can be fulfilling yeah. like uh, for them as it has for many that work at V3 who yeah. have made this their art and made yeah. this, um, 
you know, creative play where they're solving problems and they feel like they're building something meaningful. Yeah. Well, and, and I want to dive more into this. Um, maybe it's probably actually warrants a, an entirely uh, new episode, but, but just to touch on what you mentioned there, like it, it just brings to mind the concept of flow, you know, and, mm. um, there's, there's a lot of people that have wrote on this idea. I've been been getting into a lot of like Stephen Kotler uh, books. I'm reading Bold right now uh, by by him and Peter Diamandis. And the, you know the the idea is just that you are you you are you're making the work you know uh, play like you're you're choosing to push yourself beyond a certain threshold, right? You the they say you can't get enough to a flow state unless you're being challenged. Like if it's just if it's passive, if you're on autopilot it's impossible to get into flow. He uses a lot of like action sports and adventure, you know, athletes, um, as, as an example, you know, the, these guys like, um, what was the guy's name? Bomb Garner who jumped out of the freaking space. And, oh and, yeah. You know, the highest skydive sky ever. Yeah. Um, and you know, an example there with him where like you, you know, you choose these activities where you like are able to instantly get into flow, and, and for some people, you have to kind of cultivate that, that mindset, but you do, you get into that point, even when you were a kid playing, like you were getting in that flow state where you don't care about food, you don't care about eating. Um, they, they make an example in the book of, you know, kids out, uh, you know, in like a, a junkyard playing around and just injuring themselves. And like, you know, typically a, a kid, you know, walking down the street falls down and they're just, they're crying and they're screaming and I scrape my knee out. You know, but they're out in the junkyard and they find a sledgehammer and they like smash their foot and they just keep on going. Yeah. Like it doesn't, it doesn't phase them. Right. And you just, you build this, you know, this resilience while you're in that, uh, in that state. And it's an important thing to cultivate whether, you know, you're, you're out on the doors or you're, you're in a sale. I think that would probably make the most sense for people. I was talking to one of our managers the other day. I was like, you know, picture like a tough sale that, that you've been in that you've been able to, you know, close and push through the, to the finish line. Um, that is probably a great example of, of a flow state. Like think back to how you felt like Mm -hmm. it it was almost tunnel vision there, you know, the voice in your head is, is gone. You know, the one that has any doubt or is, you know, telling you, Hey, this is uncomfortable. This doesn't feel good. Yeah. You, you know, it's getting late, you know, I'm hungry, whatever it is. Um, and so everyone should kind of strive for that, you know, that level of, um, you know, performance as far as like while they're working. Yeah. Um, yeah. The attitude is not so much like, you know, what time is it? I'm I'm hungry or, you know, how many hours is this going to take? But it's, you know, what, um, I'm willing to do whatever it takes. Yeah. It's, it's, there's a greater purpose. Absolutely. It's yeah. You're just focused on the goal and you're kind of just, you're kind of just flowing. There's no, Mm -hmm. yeah. Like a child at play almost like where you've made it your art. Yep. Um, you know, you think of Michael Phelps with swimming or, uh, Michael Jordan with basketball, they would get into this flow state where they're not thinking about the details. They're not distracted by, by anything. They're able to, to hit that state of flow where you can get that peak performance. Right. And, and when you're able to, you know, to make that your, your purpose, you can do it even, you know, to use those guys as an example, like even when you're, when you're in practice, even when you're practicing, um, you know, it could be practicing basketball, swimming, it could be practicing your pitch, practicing the clothes. Um, but, but just, yeah, 
grasping onto that like bigger purpose. Um, just, uh, you know, r- related, but, but I want to kind of focus the conversation more around that idea of like, uh, kind of, you know, bringing in, you know, everything that you're doing. And, and we've touched on this idea before, but I just want to do a deeper dive, um, into, you know, just bringing it all back to center on, on work and on your project and on your goals. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and Josh made a great comment the other day that was like, you know, when I, when I have a goal, it's the only thing that, you know, I, I, I think about, like I go out to, you know, even a, a family barbecue or I go to, you know, dinner, or I go to whatever and I'm meeting new people and like in, in the back of my head, that's just on, you know, repeat yeah. over and over and over. How can this help toward my goal? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and we've talked about this idea a little bit as well. Like, you know, the, whether you're, you know, you're training for a marathon or, or you're going to the gym, you're, you're getting in shape. Um, I think ultimately it has to tie back to, to that goal. Like what is the purpose to, to go to the gym? Like, is it to look good? Is it to build muscle? Is it to, you know, whatever vanity metric, or is it to be healthy, to have more energy, to feel better mm-hmm. so that you can get yourself closer to your goal. I think it has to be the latter. Like otherwise, mm. you, you know, you can't, you can't have your priorities, you know, scattered across the, the, the table. It's gotta be totally focused and you can get a lot of great, like second order benefits out of those things, right? You can go to the gym and, and feeling good. That's going to help you across the, the board, you know? Um, even if it's, it's optimizing your sleep, if it's, you know, picking up a, a hobby, whatever the heck it is, mm-hmm. making sure that it ties back into that bigger purpose goal, right? Yeah. Well, and the goal matters a lot. Yeah. And when you ask the question, well, first of all, I hope the listeners here can can ask themselves what their goal is and get to the point where they're doing that same thing you just mentioned, that they're mm-hmm. thinking about their goal constantly. Does this help me with my goal? Yeah. Is what I'm doing right now, does this help me hit my goal? Is this right. complementary to my goal? Um, and you have to really look in, inward and figure out what the goal is for you. Because, like, for example, let me ask you a question. And I just shared this in a few correlations recently. But mm-hmm. let me ask you a question. What is the purpose of life? Is it work or is it rest? In other words, do we, and this is a rhetorical question, do we work so that we can rest? Like, is it the rest that's the goal? Is it the barbecues with friends? Is it the right. vacations? Is it the chilling, watching Netflix at night? Or do we rest so that we can work? Mm-hmm. Let me, real quick, so, sorry to interrupt. Let me give you an interesting t- statistic. Um, I, I, and I actually pulled it up. Um, okay, yeah. I, I listened to this, I think it was in a podcast this morning. Um, they, they did a study on it, it was it was folks specifically in like an older age demographic. So this is a WebMD article. Uh, if you dig in, this is you know a peer-reviewed study. Uh, the title: Fifty-five-year-old retirees die sooner than sixty-five-year-old retirees. But not only that, it's a stag- it's a staggering number. Wow. It's people who retire at fifty-five are eighty-nine percent more likely to die in the 10 years after retirement than those who retire at 65. 
So talk about like having a purpose and like, yes, right? it's, it's the, what keeps us alive as humans. Totally. So yeah, if, if you're not, if you're not growing, you're dying mm-hmm. almost like a, almost like a fruit. Have you heard that analogy that if, if you're yeah. green, you're growing, if right. you're ripe, you're dying. Right. Yep. So, uh, or, or no, if you're green, you're growing, if you're ripe, you're rotting. Oh yeah. Um, but I can relate to that story you just shared. I had an apartment complex. Uh, one of my one of my tenants, I found him dead in wow. his apartment. Me and the maintenance guy walked in Jeez. and found this guy dead on the floor. And he, the maintenance guy looked at me. We we talked maybe twenty minutes later. He said, yeah. "You know the saddest part? The guy retired one week ago." Jeez. And. So I can, I can relate to that, that it was, you know, maybe, maybe it was actually, maybe he said a month ago, he retired a month ago yeah. and he said, after he stopped working, he just wasn't the same yeah. and he enjoyed the first week. Right. And then I could tell that he was bored and kind of got depressed. Yeah. And then anyway, so that, that's a really interesting statistic. Yeah. Well, we, we've had a few people like come back to work after retiring and, and, and working at V3 and have been able to find that purpose in life. But yeah. Yeah. And that's, I mean, you know, and, and, and I'll kick it back to you. I don't, I don't want to derail or, um, interrupt you, but like so many people have that erroneous assumption that like the goal is to, to rest the goal. I, I hear it all the time. Like, what do you want to do? I'll retire early. I mm. want to, yeah, I want financial freedom. I want to do this by the time I'm 35 or by the whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh, you got it all wrong. Like, no, that's, it's never going to work out that way. Just you know? three days ago, I'm doing an interview and I asked this kid, what, what do you want? What would be ideal for you? Well, I just want to actually get to the point where I don't have to work. Um, well, what do you mean? Tell me more. And I dive deeper and mm-hmm. he says, well, I just, I don't know. I just, I, I don't want to work. I, I, ideally I'd retire at 40 and I'd go be on the beach mm. and I'd be retired. And I hear that and I, I understand what they're saying. That might sound like a cool idea, but two yeah. weeks into it, they're going to be bored out of their mind. They're yeah. going to be depressed and they're going to be wishing they had a purpose. Yeah. And, and they might not even know why they're depressed Yeah. or bored. Right. And it's because they're lacking a purpose. Humans need something to fight for. We need mm-hmm. a reason to wake up in the morning yeah. and have something to build, something that we're working towards. Yeah. And, and segueing back into that idea of, what is your goal? If deep down you think that the goal is resting or leisure or vacation or entertainment, then where are your creative juices going to flow? Mm-hmm. What, you know, what are your thoughts going to flow towards? If your purpose, again, you know, if it's, if it's the rest and the leisure and entertainment, you're, you're, you're going to get really creative about how hard you can party. Right. <laughs> your creative energy is yeah. going to go toward that. Like mm-hmm. I'm planning my vacation. I'm, I'm, uh, I can't wait for this other barbecue I'm going to with my friends Yeah. and you know, we can just kind of hang out and chill. Conversely, if your goal is working and your goal is having meaning and having, you know, something that you're putting your effort towards, like, guess what? That's where you have fulfillment and that's where your energy is going to flow. That's what you're describing where you're at, you know, wherever you are, you're thinking about your goal. How does this complement your goal? And mm-hmm. it's because the brain is a very powerful thing it will solve your problems for you. So if, you know, slowly but surely, you'll start to look for solutions depending on what your goal is. So right. if the goal is is not working and avoiding mm-hmm. work, then everything you do is gonna be pulling you away from work and you're gonna be watching the clock when it hits five and you're gonna be, you know, your manager's gonna be, like, like if you're a sales rep, you're yeah. gonna do the minimum 
to you know appease your manager to keep them off of your back and then you're mm-hmm. going to leave as soon as they're not watching yeah and so what i'm talking about is look deep within yourself i'm talking to the listeners look look deep within yourself and ask am i trying to avoid work is there something in me that thinks that rest is the goal or leisure is the goal or mm-hmm. entertainment or you know do you rush home so you can sit on the couch and watch a show or sit you know and hang out yeah because i have a news flash for you that is not going to make you happy. There's no way. Yeah, the, the studies show, and it's clear, the, the studies show that you are, that, that people are happier on their way to Disneyland than oh, they yeah. are the next day. Yep. That children are happier on Christmas Eve than mm-hmm. they are even just two hours after opening all their presents. Yeah. Wrap your mind around that. Right. The goal is not entertainment. The goal is not, you know, the leisure and the rest and the vacation and the holidays. The goal yeah. is you never feel better or more fulfilled than when you work hard towards something and you make progress toward a goal. Yeah, 100%. And, and the thing with that is like, you know, there's, there's a layer of, layer of irony in, in that, you know, that, that a lot of people do seek that out. But if you, if you just shunned it and you, you sought, you know, more purpose and it could be like, I mean, you could be working in a, a retail job or, you know, just something where you're not even making a huge impact. But if you were to throw yourself into that, you know, wholeheartedly, mm-hmm. you're still going to find a lot more satisfaction when you're, you know, watching the Netflix and the TVs and you're going to Disneyland, all these things or, you know, going down the YouTube rabbit hole, like is all that does is it, it's a distraction, right? It just distracts you from like the, your current feelings, 100%, of, you know, unhappiness. And, and then people, it's just a, it's a cycle, right? You know, you, but you spend a lot of time on that and then you spend more time and 100%. And you know, you got to keep in mind that the, like take Netflix, for example, it requires no effort. Yeah. They've even eliminated the, the button that you have to push for to play next episode. Now it just oh. goes automatically into the next yeah. episode. So you literally don't have to do anything. You can sit there and just watch show after show after show and binge watch and Nobody feels good after binge watching a TV yeah. show, right? It, there's no, there's no meaning there. There's no effort applied. There's no, there's no gain. There's nothing that you learn. You know, you feel yeah. like you, f- you feel like garbage after that. Yeah, I mean, at best, you feel a sense of like anticipation for the next, you know, show. But yeah, I, I totally, I totally know what you mean yeah. by that. And yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people realize this like like logically they can wrap their their minds around this um but when it comes to just like putting it into practice it's it's really tough and and yeah people need to they need to understand that like the things that are fulfilling don't come easy right, right. there's there's plenty of you know uh, idioms and and uh, you know phrases about yeah there's you know nothing in life is free like yep. if it's you know sounds too good to be true it usually is all, all these you know mantras and these ideas um and and people need to yeah they need to pick something that they can just really sink their teeth into and just double down and commit to that idea mm-hmm. and you know they yeah just put your head down for a year and and come up for air and and see where you're at like totally you will be a completely different person you will have such a different outlook you'll be so happy with where your life is at that point than than where you were a year ago you do it for five years, ten like it's a it's a force multiplier. It mm-hmm. continues to compound and it continues to get 
you know, better and better and better. 100%. And, and you have to, you have to learn how to love work, how to love the process, right? Because work is, is the way to getting you what you want. Work is the barrier to entry Mm -hmm. to success. Yeah. Most people can't cross it. And it's because deep down, you know, in part, because deep down they, you know, they want to take it easy or they, they, you know, in the future, they think that, hey, I'm doing this so that I don't have to work later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's yeah. flawed because ironically, nobody ever gets to that point and then wants to stop working. Yeah. Like the people who end up getting it, this is the irony, is that the right. people who end up getting it never, um, by the end of it, they love working so much that they keep working. Mm-hmm. Name, name a billionaire. Name somebody worth $100 million. Guess what? They're still working. Yep. Why does Elon Musk sleep on the bottom? You know, he sleeps right. on the floor of his office. Yeah. He, he doesn't have to. He's a billionaire. Yeah. It's because he loves working. Yep. He loves just getting caught up. He's like a child at play. Yeah. He's not doing it for the money. Right. And so ironically, the people who, who, you know, deep down their goal is to avoid work or eventually I don't want to have to work. Mm-hmm. They end up being, you know, the, 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 the 70 year old, um, guy I met at, at Walmart who was checking, you know, who's, who was uh, at the cash register. Oh yeah. No disrespect to him, but ironically, um, you know, he, when I'm talking to him, he's saying the same thing. I wanted to retire by 40, but mm-hmm. you know, here I am, I had to come back to work and yeah, you know, and, and you hear, you hear that idea and it's, it's a symptom of the same thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, the, the great thing about what we're doing here is, you know, this is an idea that, that anybody can get behind, right? The, 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 our mission statement, our, why our, our vision, you know, to, to, to be a part of changing an industry to, to change, not just an industry, but to, to change a monopoly. There's so many things like when you look at, you know, I'll make the example a lot of like Uber. Um, there's plenty of other, you know, companies in that space. Like, what did Uber do? What was the disruption that they, you know, it was, it was the taxi cab industry. Like taxis didn't really have a monopoly on, on any, you know, uh, thing, you know, you go to these mm-hmm. big cities like New York and San Francisco where they, you know, dominated, uh, they still had other forms of public transportation that people could take advantage of, but these guys were able to come in and disrupt that industry and, and make a ton of, change and and you know make a really big impact and it's way better yeah. i mean you don't have to pay a tip yep you don't i mean you do it from your app i mean there's a million reasons why uber is way better than the old yeah. antiquated taxi yeah. system right and then when you map on like just that idea like and and overlay it kind of on or you know look at it through that same you know lens or, or film of what we're working towards it's a it's a bigger task obviously mm-hmm. um but there's so much more meaning and and impact behind it there's it's so much more important than you know making sure somebody has a more convenient taxi ride <laughs> right it's like, so true you know yeah just 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 the aspect of of these utility companies having a monopoly like mm-hmm. and a lot of people don't don't really wrap their heads around this that you know the the CPUC the California Public Utility Commission you know, they, they give PG&E or, or Edison or whoever it is a rate increase every time they ask for it. You know, it, it might not be as much as they ask, but these guys know how the game is played. They want a 10% increase. They ask for four, you know, 5% increases and they 
get their 10 by the end of the year. Yeah. No, they've um, never, that's a fun fact is that they've never been denied a rate increase. Right. Yeah. Which is insane. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. And, and you combine that into the fact that, uh, you know, up until uh, companies like us came, came into the picture and started doing what we're doing, they had a guaranteed customer base mm-hmm. and they had guaranteed profit margins, mm-hmm. literally no incentive to get better, no incentive to, to innovate, to innovate or have good customer service. Cause yeah. we're, what are the customers going to quit and go right. somewhere else? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, uh, you know, and I, I know we talk a lot about that, so we don't have to hang on it too long, but like, man, that's a, if that's not a cause you can get behind, I, I, I don't know what is like, totally. that's so important. Like what we're doing is so important to, to the industry, you well, know, right now. Yeah. 100%. That is, that is a reason to get up in the morning. Mm-hmm. That's that's something that that you can get really passionate about, and when you talk about that, your customers will feel your passion, yeah. and they'll want to be a part of something. They'll want to be a part of it. They're yeah. not, you know, yeah, they're going to save money, and yeah, that's you know, there's other benefits, but it's really about being a part of something and having a greater purpose. Yeah, and I mean, we've had customers that said that that I just I like what you're doing. Right. I want to be a part of it. Yeah, and they sense that passion from from the, from the salesperson. Yeah. Now, if the salesperson does not have that type of a meaning, if this is just a job mm-hmm. and they show up and kind of do the minimum yeah. and they're looking for the low hanging fruit, then the customers will sense that too. Oh yeah. And so you want to be able I mean, to come in you, here. You could be saving them 500 bucks a month. And, and if you don't have that passion and that they're gonna be like, yeah, no, know. we've had customers like that yeah. where the rep thought it was a shoe and Eric yeah. Corbridge had a customer like that. Yeah. He thought it was, he tells that story, you know, I've, they were going to save 500 mistake. bucks yeah. a month. And so he led with the savings thinking it was a no brainer. And then they said, yeah, yeah, we'll think about it. It just doesn't really feel right. Yeah, totally. Yeah. No, I, same, same thing. You know, these, I had a customer, they were averaging $1,200 a month on their, their bill. We cut it almost in half. And that's, that was my thought. I walk in, I'm like, high five. We got this. This yeah. is great. Um, yeah. Do you want me to pull up the DocuSign right now? Or, you know, and they said, pump little, the brakes. Yeah. Hold on. We're not. And I'm like, ah, oh, man. And I'm exaggerating a little yeah. bit, but that's, I mean, that's essentially like, I, I was just going straight for it. Cause I figured like, yeah, why wouldn't you do this? This is a no brainer. Yeah. That for me, that was the lesson where I was like, okay, never again do I sell on rate. Like it's always got to be the, the why. And then that yeah. the rest is just the, the cherry on top, but there's a higher purpose. Yeah. So, so jumping back, like, just kind of, you know, some, some final takeaways. We'll, we'll keep it relatively brief today. Um, I, yeah, I, I think everybody, I would encourage everybody to kind of, you know, kind of do that audit and look at like, you know, what are the, what are the activities that I have and, and are they contributing to me making an impact? Are they contributing to towards my, my goal? Um, everybody, everybody that's listening to this, you know, that's working for V3, they're they're a part of that change. They're a part of that movement. They can they can feel proud. They can be excited about that fact. Um, you know that they're a piece of that puzzle that's helped bringing about this this change to the the consumers uh, and the the customers that we work with. Um, and and realize that like yeah, whatever activities you have going on outside of of work, you should do everything in your power to ensure that they tie back in, in, in some capacity. Like, you know, if I go out with a group of friends, I'm looking at like, well, yeah, who's underemployed? Who could I recruit here? You know, mm-hmm. who's not happy with their job? 
Um, you know, if I'm talking to somebody who's a homeowner, it's like, okay, well maybe they need some help yeah. on their bills and, you know, or maybe and, they see you, they see your passion. They see you yeah. posting on Instagram. They see your, right. you know, your passion for the They'll company and out. they reach out to you. Totally. And that's how kind of the, you know, when they say the universe just kind of aligns to help yeah. you get what you're, you know, get your goal. Yeah. That's what it's talking that's about. What it is. Yep. Bingo. And then, you know, even, yeah, like, I, you know, I was talking to a rep the other day and, you know, like they're going to start some long distance, ultra running, you know, sky running, whatever. It's like, that's awesome. That's great. But make sure you're doing that to, to work. Make mm -hmm. sure that, you know, you're doing that because, yeah, it's an enjoyable activity. So you'll be able to stick to it. But make sure that the incentive there is is work. It mm -hmm. gives you more uh, more stamina. You can you can get work done more efficiently. You can spend longer time in the field. Um, you feel better. You've got the the endorphins and the you know serotonin pumping. Mm -hmm. um, so you're able to close more deals and work longer hours and and have a better home life and all that stuff. You know everything should be this this you know perfect formula leading you to be able to work harder, work more, just, I mean, make, make a bigger impact, right? Well, because in the end, nothing makes us more fulfilled or happier than work, than mm -hmm. applying effort. That's yeah. what we're going to be remembered for when we die. Yeah. We're not going to be remembered for, man, that guy partied hard. That guy, <laughs> went, that guy went on some sick vacations, yeah. you know, no, they're going to remember you for your work. Yeah. What was your art? Right. And my challenge to all the listeners is to look deep within and kind of challenge that, that paradigm and ask yourself, honestly, you know, deep down, am I trying to avoid work? Like, is there part of me that, that thinks mm -hmm. that work is, is, is bad or that I'm a chump because I'm out here knocking doors while my friends are out having a good time? Right. Because if you view rest in that light as like, hey, not working is the goal, you're going to think very differently from successful people who mm -hmm. learn to love the process and learn to love their work and they treat it like art. You want to view, you want to view rest, not as the goal, but as the, as the resting period in between say like boxing rounds, like take a yeah. pro boxer and you know, he's trained his whole life and he's worked super hard for this match and he's out there and this is his craft. This is what he does. But then he needs rest, right? The, the, the bell rings, he gets 60 seconds for to you know to have his muscles recover and then he sits there he gets some water he hydrates and then what he's right back in and he's yep. chomping at the bit to get back in sometimes they like deny the water and they're like yeah. no i just want let me at this guy and that's how you want to act towards your work you want to look at your rest as there's a time and a place for it mm -hmm. but it, it shouldn't be too long right it shouldn't be prolonged we the because what's going to make you happy is not that resting period. It's the time that you're in the ring yeah, and the time that you are working on your craft. Yeah. That's, that's great. Yeah. Treating, treating the rest period is, as it, it, it's a paradigm shift, it, right? It's yeah. Successful people view rest very different yeah. than those who are not accomplishing their goals. Sure. Yeah. Like, I mean, and if you look at some of the like top performers, like, you know, they, they go on vacation with the family and they're still working like, and I, I read an interesting anecdote the other day, um, about, you know, some Uber successful CEO, not, not super well known, not, you know, an Elon Musk or Jeff Bezos, but you know, does really well. And they're like, when he needs to like, like crank out projects, he actually takes, um, 
takes a work vacation and not how most people look at work vacation as in a vacation from work. Yeah. But like he goes and rents a hotel in the city that he lives in and he locks himself in a room for 14, 16 hours a day to just like crank out work with no distractions, for like a week. just yeah. crank. Wow. And then he comes back and that's like, that's his work vacation. And I was yeah. like, that's freaking genius. Wow. Like, you know, and then, and then he, I mean, I'm sure he treats the time back in the office as the rest time because he can't be as, as hyper-focused as, you know, phones ringing, he's got meetings, whatever it is. Yeah. I was like, that's, yeah, that's a really, you know, good yeah. idea. Well, but, and to be clear, the point here is not to say be a workaholic and be, you know, ditch all your, your important relationships in right. your life and, and never, never take a day off. That's not what we're saying. But what we're saying is something beautiful happens when work becomes your goal mm-hmm. and you like, like this guy who goes and does his work vacations, yeah. he'll lock himself in a room. He's doing that because like, this is his art. Yeah. This is fun for him. Yeah. This is where his creative energy is flowing and he's got all these ideas just bottled up and he's right. chomping at the bit to just crank this out. That's when you accomplish great things. Yeah. Well, and, and every, uh, to, to that point, everybody should check out, um, the obstacle is the way by Ryan holiday. Um, he actually had to go, I don't know if you knew this, but he had to go to like workaholic meetings, like, you know, <laughs> no like way. an intervention because he became such a workaholic that it was like destroying his, his relationships and his personal life. So he's a great person to, you know, to look to and to kind of read that book to understand like, you know, what, what is the purpose? Like, what is the, you know, what is the goal? And as the mm-hmm. title implies, it's not the, it's not the end zone, right? Like it's, it's, it's the, the journey there. It's the, it's the journey towards that goal. And then you create another goal, right? And you yeah. learn to love the journey and love the process. I love that. Well, yeah. and you can, you can use this same principle, not just with your career, but also in your personal life. Mm-hmm. Like I'll give you one example. The other day I walk in the door at home and there's dishes in the sink. I can tell my wife has had a long day. I got four kids, so they're all yeah. making her frazzled. And I want to just come in and sit down because I've had a long day. I'm exhausted. Yeah. And instead, I remember that I'm most fulfilled when I apply effort and when I when I take the higher road, which is Mm -hmm. like working effort, being helpful, making a contribution as opposed to just, hey, I'm going to I'm going to escape this. I'm going to try to avoid this. Yeah. Um, You know, those dishes in the sink. And so instead. I wash the dishes. Yeah. It only takes like five minutes. For some reason in our mind, we think it's going to be this hour <laughs> right. long, I mean, big project. It's like, just take five minutes and wash the yeah. dishes. And you you always get such a big ROI on that time. Oh, yeah. Then if you were to go trade that for vegging or to go watch a show or to go ignore yeah. your children or something. Totally. But you know, you take that time, you wash the dishes, you give kids some, you know, or your, or your partner some attention. Yeah. Um, eyeball to eyeball, you know, right. really be present in the moment. And my point is, is that the solution is always more effort. Yeah. It's never less effort. Totally. That, that's awesome. And I just, I, I want to jump on that real quick. Cause like how many people, you know, that, that aren't living in that, that spectrum or that area would, you know, go home, see the dishes, don't want to do those, yeah. go turn on the TV. And then, you know, the spouse gets mad at them. Like, can't you help? And what? And it's like, it spirals. Now, yeah. And, and you're like, oh my God, this is horrible. And you know, if you just done the dishes, you feel crappy. Five minutes, they feel crap. Exactly. Yeah, like everything would be, would be wonderful and, and, and glorious. So yes. yeah, that's an awesome point. 
Yeah, um, or like, you know, you'll hear people that are like, man, I just need a vacation. <laughs> and you're like, you don't need a vacation. You need to go clean out your car. Yeah. <laughs> Who was that that said that? Tim Story? Oh, Do you it? remember that? No. At uh, 10X Growth was it 10X? Okay. Uh, Conference? I, I, I like that. He's like, yeah, bro, you don't need a vacation. You need to go clean out your car. <laughs> and it's so funny because yeah. we think we need this break. Right. We need to like this break from work. And ironically, we, when we get back from yeah. vacation, I don't know if you're like me, I feel like I feel worse than oh, before the vacation. Yeah. I don't feel, I don't feel like rested. I no. feel like chomping That's, at the bit to get back to work. Yeah. That's why I, I, I have to work on every single vacation. It's like, I, I treat it as like, I got a couple pockets of time on this trip to go and explore and see something yeah. new. But otherwise I, yeah, I just fall and I don't really fall behind, but I feel like it's, it's just that idea of like, you know, that you're, you're the time that you have is so finite sacrificing mm -hmm. an hour or a day or a week out of it. It's expensive. Is a, it's so expensive. Yeah. And, and I look at it in that light. So it's not just necessarily like, Oh, I'm out of, you know, the office for five days or on vacation for five days. It's like, well, what is that five days today? Like what value could that be to me three years from now or five years from now? It's way more than five days. Mm -hmm. It's it. I mean, it could, it could be an entire year yeah. of, you know, the like compound, compound effect. Yeah. yeah. Compound effect down the road. So yeah. I'm thinking of one, one quick story. Yeah. Um, my little brother who I love to death, he's about five years younger than me. He's a good guy. He's in sales. Yeah. He, he sells manholes. Yeah. Um, uh, for a company called armor rock, you know, not, um, not the manhole cover, but you know, you open a manhole cover and then there's a manhole that goes down to the sewer and right. inf infrastructure. Yeah. Anyway, he's selling these manholes. It's a good product. They've got this patent on a non-corrosive uh, manhole that lasts 50 years, mm -hmm. uh, or it's supposed to last forever. They're warranty for 50 years, but yeah. their uh, typical manhole only lasts 10 years. Right. Anyway, my point in saying that is it's a good product and a good company that he's working for, but he's just struggled. Mm. Like, like he had worked there for about a year and a half, maybe two years and was just really struggling. And I remember having a conversation with him and asking him, well, go through your day with me. And he's kind of annoyed because he's my little brother and I'm giving yeah. him advice, you know? Right. But, you know, okay, well, uh, you know, so what time did you go home yesterday? Well, I went home at four o'clock. Okay. Uh, what about the day before that? The day before that, you know, and I'm prying and I'm asking questions, sure. you know, the day yeah. before that, I honestly, I was like so overwhelmed that I was watching the clock and I left, you know, the minute it, it hit, it hit five mm. o'clock, I left. And, um, okay, day before that, day before that, I was in SoCal, he lives up here, you know, so mm -hmm. we had flown down to SoCal, he's like, I had a work trip, and I was done at two o'clock, and then uh, I went and I found a nice uh, bakery, a pastry shop. And I can't remember who I, I shared this in a court in one of the correlations yeah. that there's nobody who respects that more than I do. Cause Nethercott men, that's like our, our weakness oh, yeah. is we just love good, like cookies or like baked goods. Right. So I'm like, dude, brother, I get it. Nobody gets that more than I do. Right. You gotta get but that pastry fix. That, that was a very expensive trip to the cookie store. Mm -hmm. Deep down, you are trying to avoid work. And, and I'll keep the story short, you know, cause, um, but essentially, um, we discovered that, that he was trying to avoid work, that he, 
you know, when I asked him what he would do, he raced home, you know, so he's watching the clock. The minute the hand strikes five, he's out of there. Yeah. What did you do when you got home? I sat on the couch, I watched a TV show. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, there's the problem. Right. You rushed home to go rest. Your goal was to go rest. You were trying to avoid work. What if you change that paradigm and you want to work? Even if you have to trick mm -hmm. yourself. Like, yeah. I love work, I love what I do. Right. Say what you need to say, tell your mind whatever you need to, and make work your goal. Yeah. So instead of going to that cookie shop, could you have gone to more contractors? Could you have gone to more cities? Mm -hmm. You know, could you have followed up on more emails? Like what, you know, think, don't think what is the minimum I can do? Think what is the maximum I can do? Yeah. And instead of trying to do less, try to do more. So I, I challenged him to put in an extra hour mm -hmm. minimum every day. Like when yeah. you can go home, just stay an extra hour. Just put in another hour worth of work, following up on emails and yep. making a few more sales calls. And six months later, he calls me and he says, I wanna thank you for that conversation we had. That's awesome. And I wanna let you know that I have tripled my sales. Wow. Just by making that small tweak, that discovering yeah. deep down that his goal was to avoid work. His right. goal was resting and leisure and entertainment. And when he made it work, yeah. the goal was work more of his talent and right. his time and his creative energy was going towards how can I do more? Yeah. And there's he, not even tripled his sales. Yeah, there's not even that much of an investment, right? Maybe maybe he's investing 10% more of his time, maybe 20 if if we're getting, you know, aggressive and to triple sales. That's just with that little amazing. degree. Right. Yes. Yeah. Imagine if, you know, if you applied that in in the field cuz how many people are doing the the same thing where they're like they're taking long breaks, they're taking extra breaks, unnecessary, they're they're messing around, you know, before they open their door and and get to area. And if they just made that little tweak, totally. they could triple sales. Like what would that do for these guys? 100%. It's that extra that extra degree. Right. Um I I, I also I, I shared this uh, in Yuba the book 212 degrees. This was mm. a gift from Jeff Smith. So shout out to Jeff. Hope you're listening. <laughs> Jeff gave me a book called 212 Degrees. And basically the thesis for the book is at 211 degrees, water is hot. Yep. It's just hot water. At 212 degrees, it's boiling water. Yeah. And boiling water creates steam. Yep. And steam can power a locomotive. Mm -hmm. So it's that extra degree. And oftentimes... With us, it's right when we're about to quit <laughs> yeah. or right when, you know, how many times have, you know, those who are listening, have you had it where it was that last door or you just said, hey, I'm gonna just going to go 10 more minutes yep. or I'm going to just finish this street before I go home. And that's where the deal was. Yeah. And there's so many examples throughout history of where the, you know, the inventor or, you know, the, the person was about to give up and it was just that last degree that that made it and so we mm -hmm. we hit our goals by by inches you know yep. we we get it by those small degrees of exerting that much more effort yeah that's great well hey on that note we're gonna wrap up i appreciate it um a lot of a lot of nuggets a lot of wisdom on on the show here uh so thanks for jumping in and thanks for sharing some of that with the listeners yes thank you thanks yeah. for having me Guys, don't forget, um, jump on V3 University. We've got new videos live in there. Uh, we've got live training coming at you. Follow us on Instagram at V3Sales. 
And as always, stay elevated. Stay elevated.